Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Creativity and Music and Music Education Podcast. I'm Richard Maxwell, and thank you so much, as always, for listening, finding us on iTunes or wherever you might get your podcast from. Um, this week, excuse me, this week, we are talking to some seniors, some folks that have been around for quite a while. Um, Earlier this week, we had our annual eighth grade visit day. This is a day where all of the eighth graders from the two uh, feeder schools that lead to Arcadia Ingleside Middle School, Echo Canyon, as well as several other schools, uh, Biltmore Prep Academy sends some folks and a whole bunch of other places send eighth graders over uh, for the morning to check out Arcadia. And as part of that, um, there are some performances and things like that, which CMAS are a part of, um, as well as some campus tours and, and all kinds of other things of that nature. And, and we'll go into some of the ideas of, of performances and, and things like that and discussions about um, how, we, how we take care of, of all the various elements of that on a later episode. But this week, um, we had eighth grade day on a Thursday, and uh, it occurred to me as I was um, going home that uh, later that day that um, it'd be kind of cool to now talk to maybe some folks that have been around for a while and see maybe where their process and their perspective um, on the program, certainly, but also just on, you know, creativity in general, where it might have changed. Um, so this episode uh, is a couple of seniors uh, and I just just talking about those things. And I think it's really interesting to sort of look at it through that lens of you've been around for a while and maybe kind of where um, where things have been, where you're at and, and where you're going. Uh, a good uh, good conversation um, probably to be having with with all students. But uh, in any case, um, it's a pretty cool episode. Um, so uh, here you go. All right. So I am here with Saif and Gabe. And I thought it would be kind of cool to talk a little bit about, you know, so yesterday we, we had um, an eighth grade visit where they bring in everybody from the feeder schools and a bunch of other places. And we've just recently been to various um, middle schools and things like that to tell people about, you know, CMAS and what we do and all that. And I thought it would be kind of cool to talk to the two of you who have been around for a while. You guys are both seniors. Um, you've both done a lot of really great stuff. Um, you know, Gabe, you're going on to the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences, Safe, I don't know if you and I have really talked about details of what's coming next, but you've been producing and your performances have been unreal. So obviously there's, there's some really legit things happening um, for both of you, which I'm very, very happy about, obviously, and proud of you guys. What I was wondering is if you can sort of remember back <laughs> this far to the beginnings. Uh, the thing with the eighth graders la there yesterday kind of made me think about students like you guys who like how it's changed or how you've changed or your approach has changed. Like, you know, how you viewed doing the stuff that we do maybe when you were in eighth grade or just kind of like when you first heard about the program versus how you view it now or how you work now. I'm just I'm just wondering like what's you know, what's different? If you could go back to the how uh, you know, not to sound cliche, but if you could talk to the eighth grade you about music and being creative and all that other stuff, like what would you uh what would you say to the eighth grade you? Say if you're looking like you're about to like just laugh out loud or something. I mean, I remember my eighth grade self as like 
not being all too interested in music, I was more so like into playing those little games or like whatever Yu-Gi-Oh cards were out. Because <laughs> I was like really into that. Sure. I didn't really like get into music as such until like the summer of like going into high school where I went to Oklahoma and mm-hmm. I met my um, my cousin that's been doing music for a while. And they were doing like EDM and such and they were really good. And I got the chance to like uh, be in the studio for like the recording of one of the songs. And it was really like, it was a really fresh experience and something that I hadn't seen before. And that sort of just got me into it. And then when I came to Arcadia, I saw like the media, and uh, I sort of took that over CMOS. But mm-hmm. then, um, and that's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it was it was sort of like my choice from um, going off what my brother said because like my brother had been there for two years, and um, we were talking about like other things, and I was like, oh, CMOS looks cool, and um, he was just like, yeah, I haven't really been into it, but he was just like, um, a lot of the kids there are like. He said that, like, they they did music, but, like, he didn't, like, really, not necessarily, like, like them, but he didn't, like, he didn't flow with the music that they were making. Sure. So I was just like, oh, okay. And then um, I decided, you know what, why not, let's try it. Right. And then my first year, I did rapping, and I was like, hey, this is, <laughs> this is, feels really weird because I haven't done this since, like, I don't know, when I was a kid and just joking around with it. But this is it's really fun. Right. So now I'm glad you did that because it's funny. You know, one of the, there's, I mean, I don't know if I want to use the word flaw or not, but because we make it an open platform from year to year, from week to week even, different styles are going to come out and not. Sometimes, you know, I've been really glad that you've really kind of come, I mean, such a long way in a performance situation now. I mean, you've really become very masterful as far as stage presence and your ability to, to convey to an audience, but I know it wasn't, I, I, you know, we both know it wasn't there initially like that. But my point being that you were doing all of this work and it was great, but if you weren't in the classroom with you, it's very possible nobody would have had any, you know, anybody outside in that, er, in the early time when you were here, like your sophomore year, for example, people might not necessarily have realized, not because you were doing something wrong, I just mean you weren't at a place where you felt comfortable getting out in front of an audience and you know, right now we're kind of at a, uh, not a, not that it doesn't ever happen, but you know, things ebb and flow, different styles and different things. Um, so, I mean, your brother wasn't wrong. We just weren't necessarily broadcasting as much of the stuff as we, as we are now. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad you went through it. So, so what has, if I can ask, like, what, what do you think, like, if you were going to name like the top thing that's changed for you, other than obviously liking music now, which you clearly do, you know, like, what's the difference, you think? Um, <clears throat> when I first came in, like, to CMAS and started rapping, I'd say I had, like, the most basic of basic <laughs> rhyming and, like, flow. Sure. Because all I really did was, like, focus on, like, rhyming and trying to, like, finish the song. Mm-hmm. But now it's more so I want the beat to sort of convey my lyrics to the point where I, they don't they're not just heard but they're felt as okay. as well that's very cool um makes it harder though obviously yeah it does make it really harder but 
I mean, I've become a lot more of a perfectionist. I really want Which my good. lyrics to, like, reach and go, like, deep. And th- I'd say, like, my lyrical composition has changed quite a bit. Uh, my taste in, like, different beats has changed a bit. I'm not necessarily always, like, listening to trap music or what's hot today. Mm-hmm. It's sort of sometimes slow, more melodic, but other times it's just erratic. And that's okay, too. That's okay. But, um, yeah, that's probably the thing that's changed sure. the most. And obviously, well, the other thing, too, not obviously, I mean, where people can't, you know, it's a podcast that they can't see, but your stage presence, your confidence, I would say, is another major change. Yeah. I mean, like, now you're sort of fearless, which is really interesting to me because you were... Um, whatever the opposite of that is, like hardcore, it was, everything was, I'd like to, but I'm uh, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah, and now... You used to feel weird getting onto the yeah. stage. But now it's interesting, like like yesterday with all the eighth graders and we had a little bit of a technical glitch that, you know, what are you going to do when the building literally doesn't cooperate, sends an electrical spike, but that didn't like phase you. You just were like, I mean, okay, give me this other microphone and we'll, and then, you know, Gabe, you're like running to like, Plug the track yeah. in somewhere else, but you guys did. It was. It wasn't like, okay, well now because everything's not just absolutely so, we're dead in the water. You didn't seem any more or less nervous. You were kind of more amused. I was partially nervous. You didn't I mean, show it. I was getting like the jitters, but then, right. I mean, there's a point to where like I get nervous and then it's just an adrenaline rush and like everything's like washed away. Okay. And it's more fun because. I'm having like I'm having fun just facing that nervousness and That's being on cool. stage to like still have fun and perform and do my piece and everybody's like there to bear witness to it. That's really cool cuz on and it is it is become powerful. And you did I mean not to sound silly but if you think about it a room with hundreds of eighth graders could possibly be the most difficult audience on the planet to reach. I yeah. mean that's just a fact. Because they're, you know, a lot of them are great, don't get me wrong, but you have just enough people in there that are being, for want of a better phrase, eighth graders. Yeah. And to, to go in and be able to just pull them along with you without making it seem like it took much effort, it was, it was impressive. It really, it was cool. It was very cool. Gabe. Yes. What do you think, buddy? Um, Talk to your eighth grade self. Um, well, back in eighth grade, I was honestly just a totally different person completely. <laughs> uh, like Saif said, that was about the time I started getting into music as well. Mm-hmm. And I heard about the CMAS program while I was in eighth grade. And I specifically remember seeing the band in the auditorium in the walls. Like, oh, <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. We need yeah, to do that again. I, I, I hope to see that again we before need, we're gone. We need, yeah, we need to do that again. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. All right, that, that's probably what pushed me to join. Really? I thought it was really cool. Okay. But if I'm being honest, uh, Please I be. also thought CMAS would be like an easy class to get through, <laughs> just be an easy credit. That's okay. That's um, fair. And... It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be, but that kind of goof-off sense wore off after a while, and especially after like our first field trip to the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences, mm-hmm. and then our second field trip there, and then I went on a couple of them by myself. And right, yeah, you kind of really 
God, which is great because it's you're gonna do so yeah. well there. I just know it. It it is pushing me more to learn how to do music and everything involving it. Right. And Saif, I was in his class sophomore year, and that's probably how we became friends. Sure. Good friends, at least. And he introduced me to rap. Right. And I found out he liked rapping, and <laughs> I thought to myself, I need to be the other side of that. Right, right. And help him achieve his goal. Right. So, Which is actually cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you really, you know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that until you just said it just now. You really did kind of early on, maybe not sure how to execute it, but you really did identify as an actual producer, as an actual, like, I'm going to help an artist move forward and figure this out, as opposed to, like, I'm just going to sort of, like, mash buttons, you know. I mean, you, at least that's my observation, is you guys have a pretty cool... I found it funny, like, when we first met, that you didn't like rap. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I, like, showed you, like... Well, really? Most all of the rap that you had, like, listened to was, like, mainstream. And all just, I like... listened to was punk rock. And the rap I listened to was Linkin Park. <laughs> so there wasn't there wasn't much there. <laughs> so then I, I was just like... No okay. offense to Linkin Park. I love Linkin Park. No, no, I get that. Yeah. No, but I understand that, you know, even if, even if it's the greatest band in the world, you know, variety. It's a different type of rap sure. than... I just remember, like, whenever we hung out, I'd always just, like, I'd pull out my phone and I'd just, like, look at whatever artists were in my, like, recently played, and then we'd play that, and slowly, like, we'd get into different artists. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. Do you, um, either one of you, I'm curious, do you feel like, and I'm not, I'm not looking for false compliments here at all. I'm, I'm curious because you have been here a long time and you have worked very hard and very consistently and you've both been really good about, um, you know, okay, I uh, fine, I'm going to give it a shot because he says I should at least give it a shot. And you guys do, you've, you've both in your own way, I've seen this where you're like, okay, I'm not sure how this exactly applies to me, but I'll jump through the hoop just to see what it is and if I like it, I'll keep it and if I don't, I'll put it aside. I'm just wondering if after having gone through all the years of that kind of stuff, do you feel like you, and if the answer is no, that's okay, but do you feel like you basically have a, have control over the idea of, you get an idea for something in your head, whether it's on the artist side or the producer side or whatever it is, do you feel like you have tools that you are able to legitimately move the idea forward? Do you ever feel like you get completely I don't mean like stuck like inspiration like you listen to something and you go this just doesn't work and I mean like where you're like I don't even know where to start or do you feel like you've at least got the resources to know that okay I I can at least make a go of this whatever it is yes and no okay okay so in terms of, like, lyrics, if I ever come up with random lyrics, I can easily, like, write it down. Sure. But um, recently I've been wanting to, like, get into beat making and mm -hmm. beat making on my own. But uh, I currently, like, don't have any uh, applications or computers to, like... Oh, it, you're saying, like, at home and whatnot. Yeah, okay. I don't... Okay. Apart from CMAS, I can't really, like, execute okay. those ideas much and... But I that's mean, separate. I mean, that that's 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 a and 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 actually, we can do some things even with your phone. There are some things that can be done that are not maybe perfect, but are at least 
maybe like scratch, you know, sketch patty kind of things or whatnot. I guess I didn't phrase that. I, I meant more in the context of when you're here. Ah, ah. You know, when I'm here... Or the context of having been through the program, like... When I'm here, it's like, it's really easy to execute, like, whatever ideas I have. Because okay. Gabe is, like, constantly trying to make new stuff, and I'm constantly trying to, like, get whatever I've made out. Right. And then sometimes I'll be like, yo, I have this idea, and I'll tell him about it. And then we'll, like, bring it up in a... FL Studios on his Mac, and then we'll play it through, and we'll be like, "Yo, we could like totally build off of this." Cool. Like cool. we did with that um, that one track that we're currently making. Okay. Yeah. So you don't you don't feel like you're like just sort of like standing still necessarily. That's what I was kind of curious about because some people, especially when they're new, they'll have really great ideas, but the but the ability to get it from your head to an audience, whether it's live or recording or you know hopefully both. That can be the real, I mean, that's the problem, is it's like you hear it, like in your imagination in a way, but you don't know what to do so that other people can hear it, I guess. Is that, that that's really what I guess I was curious about, was do you feel like you now are like, okay, I've got this idea, I'm going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this. If it doesn't work, we'll go back and we'll try something else with that stuff. But do you, that's, I guess, what I'm wondering about is do you feel like after all the time like you have kind of like your own process developed that allows you to explore your ideas? Whether it's whether it's here or wherever. I know like in the first year I had CMAS, we had this music theory program we would use. Yeah. And I definitely do see that as a very effective way of helping people get those ideas out of their head. Sure, sure. Because music theory is pretty important, I think. Right. I would agree. I would and agree. it can also be very, very much of a creative block, though, if yeah. you get too caught up in the, it has to be. It's not that things shouldn't be accurate, but it takes so much time and so much patience. Because um, sometimes I wonder how far we should push the theory, because there's a lot of it. It gets embedded in different things in different ways. But part of the reason why I've sort of tried to sneak it in in other ways is because it can... I agree with you fundamentally, but I've seen so many students where they get it like kills their creativity almost. Like they get so caught up in the, well, you didn't write this out right or you yeah. didn't write that out right, and so therefore because of that, this all this rest of the stuff is wrong, and you're going, yeah, but it was just about a simple little idea that I wanted to share, and like when that gets lost, I kind of feel like that's doing a disservice yeah. to you all. But I I I I appreciate this, and I agree with you fundamentally. It's always just tricky because not everybody agrees. Yeah. And then, like, learning all the different programs like Ableton and Pro Tools and GarageBand, mm -hmm. like, when you first look at them, you you get confused by everything, and it's all just gibberish to you. But as you go through this program, you learn how to use each of the knobs and how you which things do what, and eventually you start getting a hang of, okay, if I want to achieve this, then I could just go over here and I know how to do all of this and I right. know how to make it exactly how I envision it. So right, right. That learning of what everything does is definitely, I think, one of the most important parts of this program so that you aren't overwhelmed by all the different numbers sure. and dials and knobs <laughs> and things that you see on the screen. It's probably or, why you're going to do really well at the conservatory because you kind of just flow with it all. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything you would want, and I'm not even talking next year's eighth graders, is there anything you would want 
future students in this program to know about the program that like you know 10 years from now is there anything that you're like man kind of wish if I would have known this when I first started any bits of advice maybe any nuggets of wisdom you want if you actually pay attention and try to learn it eventually it's all going to make sense to you <laughs> okay that tells me i clearly need to work on my explanations to the newer <laughs> students but i understand your point no i get it though. it's also it can be overwhelming i mean that's the trade-off i i talk to our you know the student teachers and the interns from asu about this all the time that that's sort of like the that's the other end of it if you're going to allow it to be open and let anybody pursue any musical style they want it kind of means there's going to be, especially at the beginning, it's going to feel like there's an infinite number of options and it can feel like, well, I don't know even which one to start with. Um, but then eventually, you know, you give it a shot and you eventually it kind of narrows and the path becomes more clear, I suppose. Saif, any bits of... I don't really think there is anything that I could add, to That's be okay. honest. I mean, I didn't really, like... I didn't really have any like problems or like think back like hmm, maybe I should have done this. No, that's okay. I've just been really glad that I've gotten to work with you guys. I'm glad it's only January and we still have a few months left before you guys head out into the real into world, the as they world. say. What's that? Into the open world. Into the air. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up quick. Thanks for talking to me, guys. Today, yeah, I appreciate no it. Thanks for everything else over the years. <laughs> Last year. A sigh of relief. Last semester, late. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, so there it is, another episode of the Creativity and Music and Music Education podcast. I want to, again, thank you so much for listening. I want to thank uh, Gabe and Saif for chatting with me. Um, those two gentlemen have been around for a while um, and done some really amazing things uh, over the years uh, in the CMAS program, and so I'm really grateful to have them share their perspective with all of you and with me on this past episode. As always, you can find us on iTunes for this podcast or wherever else you might subscribe uh, to your your favorite podcast. You can always find more about the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at ArcadiaCMAS.com, and you can always find me at RichardMaxwell.net. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time. Bye-bye.